The Irish Rally Podcast is brought to you in association with Tech and Tools, SVS Productions, PFT Travel, Rally Connection and Murray Motorsport. Hello and welcome along to the latest offering here on the Irish Rally Podcast. It's certainly a busy time for Irish Rallying at the minute, but every weekend in there providing action on the stages. This weekend, of course, sees round three of the Samdex Security Irish Tarmac Championship with the Circuit of Ireland Rally on Saturday. It's an A-stage shootout, which will see the informed Josh Moffat head the field alongside Andy Hayes, and they hold a slender four-point advantage over Marion Evans and Jonathan Jackson. Sam Moffat lies third in the standings after the opening two rounds, and he's seated fifth with Johnny Greer and Callum Devine seated just ahead. Robert Barrable will no doubt be one to watch after his great showing in West Cork, and he has last year's winning co-driver Gordon Noble alongside once more, with Alistair Fisher still absent from action in 2023. Desi Henry, of course, had a great year last year as well, and he will be another one looking to push on. There's a noticeable drop in entries in the McAvoy Motorsport uh, Modifieds, but still some big hitters, and the Synergy Motorsport Engineering Historic Irish Tarmac Rally Championship is said to be as competitive as ever, with Duncan Williams looking to continue his good run of form. Last weekend, of course, saw Josh Moffat take a narrow win ahead of Callum Devine in the Triton Showers National Championship at the Circuit of Kerry. And on that note, we will bring you the class winners from the Circuit of Kerry, starting with Class 1, going to Jack Brennan and John McGrath in great form this year, and a super future ahead, it must be said. Class 2, Ryan McHugh and Declan Boyle. Class 3, Paul Cloak and Liam Howlett. Class 4, Tomas O'Rourke and Tomas Scallon. More buckos in good form. They're in action on the circuit of Ireland this weekend also. Uh, class 5, the overall going to uh, Josh Moffat and Keith Moriarty. And uh, second overall being Callum Devine and Nola Sullivan. So the 1, 2, 3 reads Daniel Barry, Daniel Cronin and Andrew Purcell. Class 7 going to Steve Wood and Kenny Hull. Class 9, Lloyd Hutchinson and Willie Fitzpatrick. Class 10, PJ O'Dowd and Patrick Lawler. Class 11F, very competitive Class 11F going to Darren Young and Sean Walsh. Class 11R, Mark Murphy and Damian Fleming. Class 12, Sean Moynihan and Porygo Donovan. Class 13, John Warren, Ruthann O'Connor. Class 14, Kevin Gallagher. Unbelievable stuff. Third overall as well. Uh, the 1-2-3 then. Mark Alcorn, who was on a serious push. Uh, Richard Moffat, uh, sixth overall as well. And uh, third there, you would have Chris O'Callaghan, who took a bit of stick on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Maybe we'll have a chat with Chris soon and see, does he have any stick back for his uh, modified friends? Uh, class 15, going to Brian Comiskey and Declan Campbell. Class 20, Michael Carr and Dino Sullivan. Class 17, Owen Fogarty and Keane Fogarty. Class 18, going to Paul McDevitt and Ray Fitzpatrick. Class 19, in uh, India. Sorry, Class 19, Ian Davies and Gwynford Jones. And the junior category then, Class 16, Jamie O'Rourke and Patrick Brislan. Okay, so coming up a little bit later on the programme, uh, very, very shortly actually, uh, we'll be speaking with Keith Lyons. It's a fantastic story. Really, really enjoyable chat with Keith Lyons. He too was in action at the Circuit of Kerry at the weekend. And we delve into uh, his career in rallying so far. Uh, the Lyons name in rallying. Uh, 
talking about maybe exercising demons a little bit as well. Uh, you're going through a poor run of form and how to maybe overturn that, the little things that you can do to gain those little inches. And I suppose the comparison of uh, Ruby to Rallying of all things, uh, Keith and Ken, very much known for Ruby as well as Rallying. So that's a fascinating chat and that's coming up very, very shortly indeed. And now on the Irish Rally Podcast, we would like to issue a statement. So, reads as follows. On Tuesday, March 21st, the Irish Rally Podcast streamed a live review show of the West Cork Rally. A certain topic which came to light during the show was that of pre-event scrutiny. Anthony Nestor, who has been a regular guest and good friend of the Irish Rally Podcast, brought the topic to light. As host and owner of the Irish Rally Podcast, I state that I had no prior knowledge that this topic was coming up, hence my obvious surprise when it did. On the show, I noted that the right of reply would be given to any party who may have elected to respond to any of Anthony's comments, and this would always be the case with any topic if someone wished to do so. As a general rule of thumb, I would typically look for someone to come and discuss the point from the opposite side of any debate prior to it coming up, providing the knowledge of it coming up was there in the first place. You will often see me challenge a point that someone makes in the interest of balance and fairness to all parties. Like everything in life, some things do come up spontaneously from time to time, and when they do, I am confident that I always endeavour to make the correct call in the best of my knowledge with the information that we have at any given time. Having spoke with Anthony after the show about this particular matter at hand, I am satisfied that Anthony was reliably and factually informed before making his points and forming his opinion. It's not in anyone's interest here at the Irish Rally Podcast to create controversy or seek to embarrass anyone. I always endeavour to give everyone a fair shake and keep things factual. Therefore, I would like to state that any misleading comments, whether direct or indirect, insinuating otherwise, is something I don't take lightly, and I will not have our good name tainted or tarnished by anybody. It is, however, comforting to note that while a small minority may make comments like this, that we do have a fair inkling that they too are either listening or watching the show. I have always prided the Irish Rally podcast on honesty, integrity, balance, fun, laughter, and above all, providing informative and insightful coverage of the sport we all love and care about, while trying to include a wide range of people involved in different aspects of the sports as well as competitors. I've also provided advice and a platform for other media outlets covering rallying in Ireland, and some of those have also been guests on this podcast before with Kevin Glendening of Crunching Gears featuring more than once, while Killian Duffy of On The Pace Note was a guest on one of our first ever episodes back in 2020 during the pandemic. So I certainly have no issue with anyone in Irish rallying, be it a competitor, organiser, media outlet, governing body, or otherwise. While opinions may differ, the rally fraternity need to be mindful and respectful of each other and the sport. The rally community is too tight-knit a unit with too many good people to have fallouts over a difference of opinions. Rallying is a special sport here in Ireland, and the Irish Rally Podcast is delighted to be keeping you informed of all aspects of it. Now on the Irish Rally Podcast, we turn our attention to a family in a name which is probably one of the most synonymous with Irish rallying. We've been to have a chat with this geezer for a while. Uh, he's agreed to come on this week. It is, of course, Mr. Keith Lyons. How are you doing, sir? How's it going, Kevin? How are you? All ah, good? sure. Flying it now. We're not going too bad. So how was your weekend in Kerry? Weekend was good. Weekend. Progress. Always good when there's progress. Um, yeah, we... I suppose... We're just we're playing for a dry rally, to be honest with you, because just as you know with this car, the new car, 
it's it's not the old car it's a little bit firmer there's less feel in the car so we were just we we're like we we had a few wet rallies just looking for a dry rally and just kind of grow into the car a small bit so we got that and we just kind of took it stage by stage i'd be familiar enough with the area and the terrain and stuff like that so we, and we still did tweaks to the car throughout the day but it's just it was good to look at the timesheets and just good to be racing again you know it just i'd fallen into a bit of a lull there and you're going to events and you just you know I've said this before, like we're doing a sport that's unbelievable. Do you know, we're, we're, we're lucky, like we're privileged to be doing it. You pinch yourself as, as a kid. It's like what you always want to do. Like it's like driving a rally car, driving a four wheel drive. Um, you know, and then you don't want to be going around with your head down. Like, and I was with my head down for the last few events. So I kind of had to just, I suppose, dust myself off and see what way we're going. And that's, I suppose, when I involved Matt in the whole process, um, just to fast track it some small bit, and that he did. And I suppose we went down to Kerry, and I'm, I'm getting more and more feel in the car, and I'm getting more and more confident in it. The car does a little bit more moving around than the old car, and it's like, to me, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm not in the car every week, so to my inexperience, is it like, is that just the car moving, or is that tire movement? And, mm. you know, at high speed, you've only, you've, you've only one crack at it, like. So mm -hmm. my, my instinct was telling me, come off the trot and touch the brake. You know, and then I just had to, it's a bit of mind over matter with these cars because they are capable. So the weekend that we just had down in Kerry, it was dry, I could feel the car better. And we got to push it on stuff that I knew was flat from previous events down there. And again, the car didn't feel like it should go through stuff, but it went through it and through gritted teeth in the first loop. But eventually then we got the feeling for it and we just kind of grew into a small bit. Um, no drama. No overshoots, no locking up. We just, it was a nice, tidy, clean run, but we were, we were delighted to see the times because I'm looking at the guys that have crept away in me and now we're racing them again. So we just want to keep this up now, myself and JJ. Mm -hmm. So you spoke about the, the bit of movement and a feature of these R5s and something that people remark upon, whether it's, you know, stepping into one for the first time or maybe between them is, is braking. So how different is the actual braking from last year's car to this year's? So I think, okay, again, last year's car, in the nature of the car, the car would actually, like, you know, literally nosedive. So you feel like, it felt like, you know, you're, you're pushing down the tyre, you're pushing into the tyre mechanic, you're, you're slowing the car down, you're getting grip. So you could feel that movement. So therefore, it felt like it was breaking underneath you. This one, there's less feel, but it's just over time, I can realise that, it, you know, the, the braking is, the braking's actually better, you know. As again, like I've locked up in the old car you know, and I wasn't locking up in this car uh, at the weekend. Um, I suppose I've never had a problem with the actual braking of the car. I suppose obviously, yeah, you've pushed it, you've pushed the limits of it, you know, just to see where it is. But, you know, again, West Cork was miserable. Like, again, we never locked up or never broke traction once. And that was probably my problem a small bit. I, I was driving within the car and like totally within the car. And then the counter to that is like, we're not like, going like a little bit beyond the car a few times you're not warming things you're not warming tires you're not you know and that's where all your grip is coming from so when you go to look for it then it's just not there but like yeah straight line braking like it's not an issue like it, it's 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 cornering it's like when the car the car has a little bit of movement on the, in cornering it's braking it, it's actually at the weekend like it was so good like you know you're coming into stuff and you're just leaving it to the last second and it's just down the gears turn in and go like it's it, yeah it's incredible it's actually just brilliant like yeah can i ask from your point of view you mentioned maybe you had a few demons or gremlins pop into the brain and obviously with a new car you're going to have that but it sounds like 
maybe there was a little bit of a, you know, you mentioned you're kind of disheartened there as well, that maybe you're not as competitive or weren't as competitive with the guys who you are now back competitive with as, as of the weekend. So, like, apart from the actual car itself, is there anything else maybe that you could think of that would allow that to kind of happen? Um, is there other mitigating factors that goes on in someone's life that could could cause it? Is it is it work like? Because I often find it's not just one particular thing that causes this sort of stuff, right? You could be very busy. You could have a lot going on outside. And then you might put yourself under pressure. Do you know what? Because I'm so busy, because I have so much going on, I really need to enjoy this. And you put too much pressure on yourself and it's counterproductive. And then when you just literally let go, you get more out of yourself. Did any of those things kind of happen to you? Yeah, um, I suppose, look, let's be honest. The, all of those things are factors, you know, and they and they are like, honestly, but it, when it comes to rallying, like I would have played rugby in a big way when I was younger. And I suppose, you know, I'm a, I tend to, and everyone will say it around me, family and friends, like if I <laughs> if I put my mind to something, as in, you know, I literally, I have the blinkers on, like it's, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all into it. I can't, I'm not a multitasker. Um, to a degree, I'm not a multitasker, but like when I want something, I just want, I just, I go for it and everything is all about that. I feel like if you want to give something the best crack, you know, it has to be like, and again, back with the rugby, like the, the effort I had to put in, like, you know, outside of just normal training with everyone else um, was huge. I, but I was prepared to do that if I wanted to be as good as the other guys. And it's just, it's no different with rallying. Like I can see, you know, as, I suppose, you know, we all know where rallying's come to. We all know every time you hear the next guy and, you know, the guy he's beating you, he's doing X, Y, and Z. We're all doing it next week. You know, whether it's, you know, DVD work, whether it's, you know, extra work on your, like, your note making and your description or whatever, we're all going to put it in. But like in the factors of, you know, what's what's stopping you from actually going 10 tenths, um, I suppose it's not like the, the will is there, the want is there, like, but you're coming up to something at, you know, whatever, 100 odd miles an hour and you're on the limiter. Again, as I said, you've only one go at that corner and you're looking at it and you're thinking to yourself, what if I'm wrong? You know, I like, I, I kind of, I've one of my downfalls is I, it's doubt creeps in all the time, you know, and it does. I don't, no problem saying it. But I'm looking at that corner and I'm like, I've one crack at this. And then I'm like, if I get this wrong, then like, that's like, okay, there's obviously, there's loads of repercussions there if I get it wrong. But, uh, you know, it's so much easier to come off the throttle. It's so much easier to touch the brake. I'm still in the rally at the end of the day. I'm still coming into service. I'm still having the crack. So it's just, that is, there's the point. There's, I mean, their comfort or discomfort, but then like, you know, and it's funny, like, uh, I think it was Matt, actually I think it was Matt that said it to me, like, it's when discomfort becomes the new norm where you've just got over that discomfort. It's the now the new norm and you've worked out for there. And let's, there actually was a bit of that at the weekend. There was a bit of that where I honestly spent the first loop. I just wanted to do it so much. I was doing it through gritted teeth and I was just prepared to, you know, like, if I ran the bank, if I went wide, I had to learn. I had to, it was the only way you're not, if I stay within the capabilities of the car the whole time, you're not going to learn. So I just was a little bit prepared this weekend. And yeah, I suppose I have to say like by the last loop, the discomfort just removed a small bit and we were kind of moving in the right direction. That's deadly. It's mm. mad because we never fear anything going right. It's not like what if it goes right. Yeah, no, it's mad the way the mind, the mind works, but some of those things I think are quite good in terms of of keeping you sharp. Now, forgive me because I don't know to what level you played rugby at, but I know in general that rugby guys 
would have been well ahead of their time in terms of going deep mentally and yeah. looking for those little gains and those little inches. I mean, I read Ron Nogara's book and the transformation in him over time in the way he taught from going in terms of dreading maybe a kick to actually wanting to take the most important kick. Mm. And I always find that quite interesting and fascinating. And, and thankfully, I think in general, it's refreshing to hear you talk about it. But a lot of rally drivers seem to be kind of moving that way as well. And you see that with the Academy, academy maybe with uh, Alan Heary. Uh, it's something I think we should do more of. I know it's not for everybody, but it yeah. does have its advantages. And you'll know that coming from your background. Yeah, I think the academy is brilliant. Like, as I said, I can see it. I've seen it with the rugby. I've coached in rugby and stuff like that. And again, work has kind of taken me away from the rugby and the coach and all that. Um, I've no doubt I have three young boys and a new little baby girl as well. But I have three young boys and I've no doubt I'll be back. Congrats, by the way. And I yeah, and I'll be I'll be pulled into that uh, later on. But and I'll, I I can't wait. I'll enjoy it. But it's just I actually enjoy that. I enjoy that culture. I enjoy pe bringing people along. It's you know when you're trying to get a message across to these kids when you're coaching them, no more so than like the academy and trying to bring these guys along. You know when you see it, when you see it in play, when you see them come back, when you see them come up to you and they're like, I get it, I get it. Or they you know or else they don't even have to say they get it. They just start like implementing what you've suggested or whatever it's so rewarding like so i've no doubt with the academy you know at every, at every level when you can see what these drivers are doing and co-drivers are doing and, and as they're coming along it's it's a brilliant thing it's in every sport um you know and it's great to see it now in motorsport you know it's it's brilliant i'm, I'm, I'm only delighted to see it and obviously we can only go back to let's say like the french academy or whatever it was with the lads with the you know the the, the lobes and and, and, and whatnot the fact that we have something like this now we should lean into it and support it and whether it's you know drivers taken out up and coming co-drivers or whatever whatever the case may be um you know uh, just even to be there to take phone calls or chats or whatever i think it's class unbelievable yeah hmm. i also think you deserve a bit of credit for being forward thinking and, and looking for all those games no matter what they are so like Given Matt the drive up in Longford, I mean, you, you saw the bigger picture of what you could gain from that. Uh, from your point of view, how does something like that go about coming up? And, like, it's proven now that you've taken an awful lot from it, but if you could give us some insight into exactly what you did take from it, from your point of view. So, one part to me, whether it's whatever to your my demise or whatever, I'm, I'm, imp I'm actually impatient, okay? And as in, it's like, you know, when, if I want something or I want to do something, I just, I want it, like, you know, I want to do it now. I'm ready for it now. It's like while my mind is thinking about something, I want to actually do it and achieve it and learn for it. I can't, I can't put things off. And I joke at home because it's like I say to dad, like I'm like, you know, it's like we're different ages because he is so patient. He's so laid back. He's so, he's planning stuff like for, you know, 10 years down the road. It's just anything we were doing in life as long as he's planning and I want it yesterday. Like, mm -hmm. um, but w when it came to that, okay, obviously new car, you, you're buying it for a reason, you want to be competitive, you want the latest machinery, you know, we felt we got the old car to a good place and I felt it was time that we, you know, we, we moved into new machinery. You you kind of expect, expect to be just leaving where you, you know, whatever, where you left off and picking up where you left off, you're saying, and the fact it's new machinery, like you're going to all of a sudden, like it's all tens of seconds in this, in this game. So as, as someone said, you're not going to go out in the morning and just fix one thing and all of a sudden be up knocking the door to top 10. You like you have to go out and improve ten things by whatever you know ten percent, and then you see improvements. So when it came to the new car, I expected to be just in it, and all of a sudden, don't be back where I was, and then move up. Yeah. When I saw how uh, I suppose how far off we were in Galway, 
I was like, just, you know, uh, I, I can't, I can't put up with this. Like, and I'm not the guy who's going to jump in the car. And I, I find it, like, you know, and obviously my car is with Tom Gann and Tom Gann is unbelievable what he does. Mm -hmm. He's brilliant, so accommodating. And like, you know, I'm trying to talk to him and I'm trying to relay stuff. Tom's not in the car. So like, you know, and he's, he's listening to me and, he, and I can, I don't know it. Like, and I, I, I'm trying to explain something that I'm finding hard to get across and he's working with me and working with me, you know? And it was just at a point then, and I, like, I was there a small bit with the old car as well. So I knew where we were going to be with the new car. So I suppose I turned around and said, I could, you know, do away with a West Cork, be down there for two days and trying to, you know, okay, like I go driving the car and I go, I go testing or whatever you want to call it. Like, but I, I, I'll be honest with you, the first one to say it, I don't get much out of driving the car in a test. I, I'm not, I can't go, I can't, I'm not an actor. I can't go in and pretend that, you know, I'm in a rally and I'm up against the next competitor and I'm going 10 tenths. I, I just can't, I'm like, you're like, you're always minding the car for the next event. So I just feel you're never getting to the point where you're kind of pushing the car to say, I'm learning something about this car. So I just do all my learning in a rally. And so when I came back, I was like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice now. Uh, West Cork, I'm going to sacrifice uh, Kerry, and I'm going to probably sacrifice a Killarney. And like Killarney for me is what Donegal is for other guys because I've grown up around Killarney. Dad doing mm -hmm. Killarney, literally, it was just all my year was as a young flat get down there and like literally pull into Killarney, be getting goosebumps thinking about the rally. And that's to, to think I'm now lining up on the like Smalls Gap and stuff. Genuinely, like I'm like every time pinch yourself like so. I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with the fact that I would be, you know, not getting to do these events this year because I'd be trying to find the car and find, so I'm not like, I just went, as I said, like if I want something, I just, I, I have to just, I'm just hell bent on it. I just picked up the phone to Matt and I, I know Matt just for chatting. Like there was no real, like, and I'd, ha I'd have his number, but there's no, there was no relationship outside of just a quick chat in a rally or whatever. Mm. Just picked up the phone to him and I said, you know, no warden, if you wanted something in business or you want some opportunity, pick up the phone like so I just picked up the phone chatted to, chatted to Matt made the proposal to him in fairness to Matt and as he said he just came straight back and like he was like quick answer yeah you know now I need to just see the logistics of this whole thing you know and and that's what it was and we just went from there he is then able to describe exactly what he needs in the car down to you know tires you know diff everything like it's just just things I wouldn't have gone at or looked at it you know and he just went straight at that and he just got the car to the point where we saw, obviously, you know, this car is competitive and it's reassuring. It's reassuring that the car, like I put the car to a place in Galway through what I wanted in what I was describing and what I, and it was just, it was an unpredictable car and it wasn't right. And he put the car from what he needed and what he described. He knew if, if I'd actually chatted to him and told him what I was doing, he would have just said, don't do that. Like stop that because it's going to do this or it's going to do that. He knows like you know the effects of what what you know what 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 you do or what uh, what alterations you make on the car i don't i just have to get there slowly but surely so i basically got the car to a point where i'm now driving it and it's it's tweaking it it's not doing anything drastic and you know i understand tweaks i don't understand you know big adjustments you know? so that's like that's the logic behind it and then you know it, it definitely worked like and built a relationship again between me and matt which is no bad thing and then it got a Lions Limerick Fiesta up on the podium of a rally, which is no bad thing. They got, <laughs> they got me a car that I can drive and I can, you know, push in a few times with it and be a little bit competitive again. So again, it was a win-win. And again, it got, you know, 
a British champion over to an Irish event, which again is it's the amount of knock on from that one thing. Like, and I like I suppose I was aware, but like being looking after Keith Lyons and looking after my Fiesta, I had one goal. And then as I started thinking about this, it just it just rubber stamped it because it's like, you know, the event is going to benefit, the town's going to benefit, guys are going to get to race their next British champion, it'll bring good com competition to the event. It was just boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden I was like, yeah, let's get this done. Like, And it, I'm not joking, like this was done and wrapped up in three days, I'd say, as in, you know, from entry to everything, to accommodation, to car, to everything, like, you know, it was brilliant, you know? Yeah, but definitely a worthwhile investment. And the thing that mm. I think is amazing from even his point of view is how much he's willing to push and take a chance with someone else's car to get those results, to get that data. Not times. He's not taking risks. Like that's like I, I sat in the car with the man, like and 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 so I, I made sure like when we went on the test, JJ sat in with him, because it's important that JJ gets the feel for the car when I'm in it. So JJ sat in, I sat in, and like basically you know, there's no drama. It's so calculated. It's so safe. It's, it, it, you know. You're, but it's so quick as well, though. <laughs> so quick. It's the speed, the speed he's carrying. But, like, I'd be in the car and, like, you might feel quicker because I'm braking and gear. But this, it's just, and when they say armchair, like, it was armchair. Do you know, and you're, and, but it's only when you see what speed you're carrying and how late you're going in. And there's no big thump of the brake. Like, it's just a nice press of the brake. So nothing's doing it. But he has it all worked out exactly what's going to happen at what time and why everything should work. And that's why the doubt is gone. I've I've so much doubt in my head like <laughs> about everything because I'm just not experienced into like, you know, driving these cars on every condition with every, you know, every setup fast. He 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 is. And that's that's the professional driver. You know? Yeah, but I, I just think I just think it's amazing. Like you mentioned there's no there's no risk. In my mind, there is like there's someone else's car that you could Tape. Now yeah. look, I know whatever. I don't need to know the laws and labels or the ins and outs of the yeah. that you have. But there is still that. There's like the pride of that potentially happening, and the worry if it did happen, perhaps yeah. it never even crosses his mind. It appears, you know. Um, but, no, and it, like yeah. and I, and I know by him, it's not. It's not out of being blasé. It's out of just having every eventuality worked out. Yeah. Oh, the law. The, as like as like nearly an insurance company would work. Like he's it all worked out. And he just knows, like, the percentage of something happening is so small. And I know, yeah. like, he came in after the first loop and he just said to me, uh, the car is perfect, the car is comfortable, the car can perform. And obviously we could see that by the times. And he said, uh, I'm not going to push anymore. He said, I'm going to maintain that for the day. Like, would you not love to be in a position of saying, I'll maintain that for the day? Like, we're going out and checking, checking the stage times and going, what? Do you know, like, oh, like... I'm checking stage times. I, I, okay, obviously there's a feeling you know when you're fast and you're quick, but like sometimes you think you're quick and you're looking at it like and you're getting absolutely destroyed. You know? And other times then, as they say, like you're you're casual, you're laid back, and then the times are coming. Like, but he just said, "I'll maintain that," and, and he did. Like you know, and he won tiny little spin on the start of the last loop, you know. And I'll say it to you. I hope I hope he hears this because <laughs> he'd be the, he'd be the guy. Don't don't touch that handbrake, and he he went for the handbrake on that, you know. Uh, he he said he doesn't go near the handbrake because you'll get it you'll get it three or four times out of ten. But the bit, like you'll always just turn in and go around the corner ten times out of ten if you go don't go near a handbrake. You know might be a little bit slower, but you'll never you'll never mess it up. But he actually clipped the handbrake that one and and it, and it just came around at him. But, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, uh, I think delivery of the car is absolutely 
stunning as well, man. It's one of the nicest cars I've ever seen. Not just like this year. I mean, full stop. Um, how much talk goes into something like that from your end? Sadly enough, a lot. <laughs> 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 yeah, just I don't know. I've always like it's always been a thing with work, with everything. It's presentation and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's always if something's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And I suppose a huge part of our business is like marketing advertising like i don't go around and give sponsorship to like other drivers are as in golf events or rugby events for no reason like we see benefit in it like we do it mm. because we're, we're we're i suppose we're a business that's like advertising and word of mouth and you know looking after our customers and it's all built on that so when we when i go out about anything like whether it's signage or whatever like i just yeah sometimes actually it's um I end up not doing enough stuff because I'd be like, if that doesn't work, it'll come across as cringy or come across like so. I end up talking myself out of something, um, but like yeah. So if it's if if you I, I suppose if we're going to do something, we want to do it right. And when it came to the livery of the car, um, I, I, had, I had a fair of idea what I was going to do. I knew obviously when I got the car from M Sport, like I got the car in satin black, um, with the idea that we'd only. We learned our lesson the last time when we had the car done that if you have that vinyl it's actually quite sensitive and it marks so if when it's down low on a car where you'd be robbing bales and <laughs> robbing ditches it kind of marks it and it, it scrapes it so we said we do it this time we keep it up high in the car but like it's so funny like the amount of um i suppose good compliments and things like you get from the from it is is good it's like it's good news and then even in comments and photos and things like that, and people coming up to me and people taking photos of the car. Um, it's been all positive. It's great. Yeah, it's funny. And even even drivers themselves, are, you know, that shouldn't work, but it works. Like, you know, it's like, you know, they're kind of thinking, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's good. We're happy out with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll double this one up, right? Because obviously your family goes back a long way in terms of, uh, of more sport and rallying, but also in terms of the business there, Lions of Limerick, like you're going back nearly the same length of time, I would say. Uh, rally wise and and business wise and it's remarkable that you've stood the test of time in that regard and made those adjustments and that's what you have to do i suppose to stay that with longevity don't you yeah totally like and i suppose it's it's down to my dad initially and his vision and like again he doesn't see mountains or anything like that like he just goes for it like in business and stuff like like any big big decision like he doesn't give it a second thought like he just backs himself and goes for it and like yeah, I, i'll be totally honest it, it, some of the decisions are like you know i don't like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be in a position to just go yeah let's go do it as in you know let's say um i say i said like he just he just when he's going doing it there's no doubt there's no there's no second guessing he just knows he can execute and it's it's mm. brilliant it's 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 fascinating like we said oh it's fascinating to watch like and he just knows with him at the helm he's just it's fine everything will go 100 percent. and like i've had the luxury of being you know <laughs> sitting there co-pilot and getting to watch all this and uh, learning a lot along the way and it's been brilliant like you know and it's the same, it's the same in the rally and it's the same. He was uh, played rugby for Munster. He was, you know, he, he actually was president of Munster branch um, when they won the first Heineken Cup. So like, and that was a huge t time in our family as well, like going to all the matches and stuff. But again, you know, when, when, he, when he does any of these things, like it's just, yeah, there, there's again, 
and, and he can multitask i can't multitask <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was something i was going to ask like at, in terms of the the rugby and and the rallying for how long did you actually juggle both and what exactly was the level? And I'm sure loads of people know this, but I've never heard it said on the Irish yeah, podcast. People, but... people probably wouldn't as such, like because it was Limerick, obviously, where we're from, like is yeah. a huge rugby town, absolutely massive. And of late is gone into the hurling and stuff, which is which is super because you know all sports. But when we when I was growing up and, and, and obviously it was all it was all rugby. Um, my school was rugby, all that, and I would have played like Munster schools, I would have played like capped Munster twenty ones. And it was just through injury and stuff after that. And I, I played a few senior games with all Crescent and things like that. Um, you know, and like, again, rugby was everything. I, I, my first rally was when I was 21. Um, and then it just happened like that. It was kind of, I suppose I could see that like you can drive on into your whatever, whatever amount of years, like, but you can, can continue driving, but rugby, rugby has a bit of an age limit, you know, and, and you're kind of looking at it and, so I said, look, I'm going to give rugby a proper crack here before I go back. So it was like I was rallying. Then I was still playing rugby, obviously, at the time. But then I said, I'll concentrate on the rugby. And I, I went back at that. Then I said, you know, no, I finished up kind of playing rugby. I said, I'll go back. And it was a bit over and back. It wasn't, I, it wasn't really juggling to a point. But I, I felt then, I suppose, I was a bit on the back foot with, with the rallying eventually because, like, guys are starting younger and younger. Now, obviously, I'd been in it and I was comfortable a lot of the, a lot of the, the big side of rallying is you're you're it's all the stuff that goes with it it's not driving a car like we can all drive cars but it's it's everything goes with it like from you know your, your gear your helmets your pace notes it's all that kind of stuff which is which is stuff you need to be just comfortable with and doing every day um just just to i suppose just to perform in the sport and and just have it second nature so again we we kind of got busy at work and I said, Joe, I'm going to park the rallying there for a while. And we took on Volvo. We had Ford forever. Like, and then we took on Volvo. We took on Jaguar Land Rover. Um, and, and we started, uh, we started a business up in Galway, a used car business up in Galway, Lions Galway. And, you know, there was lots going on. And, and do you know what? It genuinely actually came to a point where it was actually so busy at work. I was like, I need to go back rallying. Do you know, I, I needed something to, to do outside of work. Like, and, and it genuinely yeah. what it was. Again, it was like, and you know, there was another side to it as well. Like it was, really, I can remember when I was sixteen. Like, Dad had a road car, Cosworth S for Cosworth. He had um, a Savage rally car. Um, it's probably just only a few tweaks and bits and pieces would have made it into uh, an Escort World Rally car. Like it had everything else. It was an unbelievable weapon. I had all these machines when I was sixteen. When I turned seventeen, everything was gone. <laughs> It was because we were we were building the business and he was going working, but it was kind of a coincidence that I got my road license and all these Cosworths were gone out of the house. But so anyway, but no, um, it, it's gas. But again, same with him. It was like I, I, I think I went traveling for a year and I just couldn't stop thinking about rallying. I don't know what the heck it was. It wasn't, it wasn't as if there was rallying in Thailand or rallying over in whatever where I was in Australia, but it was just. I was just thinking about rallying. I said, I'll come back. And out of a total mad notion, I hired a Citroen C2R2 Max. And I actually did the first round of the championship in Galway. And um, it's funny, like, it was actually, like, if you go back through the names that year, it's gas, like, of the guys that are actually still doing it. Like, and they'll all, they'll all know themselves. But it was probably 2000, 2010, I'd say, or 2011. 
Uh, you were good. Like, how long were you gone over in, in total? Was How long was that sabbatical like? So I'd say my first, I know this is going back now, I'm put, showing my age completely here, but my first rally was with your good pal, Anthony Nestor, actually, which is hilarious. Um, Anthony, was, Anthony was working in the garage at the time and dad tipped on his arms and would you take Keith out for his first event. It was, it was actually my 21st birthday present. So I was 21, it was 2002, Carlo. 2002 so yeah and that's why I did Carlo last year I love Carlo it's a great rally I was going to say what well, better place to start man yeah I know, I <laughs> not biased at all here <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's ironic now that you're asking me these questions but yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, Carlo I did it obviously last year it was it was uh, 20 years since I bloody first did a rally like which is mad to think like time goes by like yeah so yeah so we basically that was the start of it I did Kaz that was a one-off. Then I did the CAD Championship the next year. And then, do you know actually who I saw at my CAD, which is hilarious, is was is Daniel Barry. Daniel oh, Barry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Daniel Barry bought my car. He was, I remember himself and his dad coming down. I was in the garage and they rang me up and we heard, well, we heard, I heard you have the best car. And I said, I, 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 I'd say it is to be honest. <laughs> Came down anyway and they bought the car and Daniel went off and then, I'm sorry, I sold it. And so I hired a car a few times the next year and I did it. I think I did a forestry round and I actually went to do Carlo and then I did everything recce and everything. And then something happened that car the night before the rally. And so I never ended up doing it, but we went out spectating. And do you know what it was actually? It was the first Mark II challenge. And oh, the order that yeah. then was Tommy Randall's one in what would have been my dad's old car, which was. Ah, yeah. Stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 88 LK 1000 would have yeah. been dad's. So, um, yeah, so that was the, the car championship. Then I did the focus championship and then went out of the sport for a while, came back, hired, hired the Citroen. And then I said to dad, uh, you're going to come up to the rally. You know, this is up to Galway and this is, this is my dad now. And I said, no, 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 I'm going to go up. And I said, are you joking? I said, I'm after, after hiring this car, I said, I'm just being... <laughs> Spend a small fortune, like surely you're going to come up and support, support me or whatever. And he goes, I'll tell you what, I'm not going into service. I said, well, I, I, I'll meet you off the first stage and I'll let you know how you're going. Or it must have been, I'll meet you off the second. He's going to go and watch the first or something. And I said, yeah, yeah, brilliant. That's great. You know, I'll get a bit of positive feedback or negative, you know, constructive hmm. criticism is always feedback good. Anyway, yeah, yeah, feedback anyway, yeah, yeah. Feedback anyway. So I went up anyway. And, and I'll tell you the story behind the no service park anyway is my, what, what I think it was. But, so anyway, he met me off the second stage. We had this lo location. I was just going to pull in. He was going to pop the window and have a quick chat. And I just was looking up at him, you know, I haven't rallied in how many years. And I felt like I'm flying it on these muddy lanes. And he just looked at me and he goes, oh my God, I'm looking there. Some of those guys in those escorts, I could go quicker than them. And I was like, well, what about me? Uh, you watching me? And it was, not, it was nothing about me. And I'm not yeah, he won't watch this podcast anyway. <laughs> Nothing's changed, by the way. We don't talk about my car. It's all about his car. And even if I'm having struggles with mine, it just evolves into a conversation about him. So, again, he thinks he's whatever, 30 and I'm whatever. But So, basically, the next week, um, I said, well, he, went, he, he wouldn't. It was the best investment I ever made because he wouldn't stop talking about rallying all week. And I suppose the reason for not going into the service park, he'd have afraid that he'd meet all the guys he knows and they'd be asking are you coming back you're coming back and as we know this sport what it's like yeah and uh so anyway we went, we went to bird the next week spectating i dragged him up because he's only up in nina 
and we went around and we met all the lads with escorts and he was chatting to me, he was going through the cars and we went out and bought a car the next week after that. And anyway, that's us full throttle back into rally. That was 2012, I'd say. Um, now I obviously went back out of it again and came back, but mm. you know, my mine was kind of coming back in 2016. I bought um, I bought the R2, the the, the one liter turbo Fiesta that time, um, and yeah. Now when I bought that car, I knew like I'm I'm back into this full throttle. I only bought that car just to really get back into the swing of things. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good move. But no, but you've, the, you've had you've had a few good days though as well. Like I think I feel like you're brushing over. Some of that stuff, like, uh, what, what is kind of some of those days that stand out in particular? Yeah, I'd say, like, to be honest with you, like, I'd say good days, Clarny. Um, any day in Clarny is a good day. Uh, we, we had a few very good runs in Clarny, as in, you know, I tend to, I tend to know, like, those two-day internationals, when it's not a sprint, um, and I find you're going to terrain, it's a little bit harder to recce, lads aren't, like, studying DVDs and things like that. I feel like I kind of, I don't know, it's a bit more of a level playing field. Um, we've had a few good runs. Last year, last year, I, I like, I suppose it's it's evolved into, I was like, and through no reason of anyone's, but I was swapping co-drivers a good bit because not everyone can just give it a full, you know, commitment, let's say. And, and I had some very good co-drivers and things like that over the years, but it's just they couldn't give me the same commitment that I wanted to, you know, and do all the events I was doing. So there was different guys in, and let's let's be honest, these are relationships. Like <laughs> you're with you're with these lads or, or ladies, and you're in the car uh, morning, noon, night. You know, it needs to, you need to gel, like, and and it's just there's no two ways about it. So I, like again, I've had some great lads in the car, but it was until Galway, I just I just said enough of the chopping and changing i just need to get someone who's on the same wavelength is as committed as me and 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 i found jj who's actually more committed to me <laughs> so which is unbelievable like jj Gremlin, like it's mm. it's it's just the consistency since jj came in the car and it's like his want is you know oh my god like and he just turned around to me day one and like oh, sorry like obviously we did go all the way and we just knew straight away we clicked and he just turned around and, and i kind of pulled him and, and the lads could see uh, part of my team as well could see that we clicked and they were like you know, that seat's there for you now if you want it jj you know and, and then jj came straight back oh geez yeah no no problem 100 percent. and jj turned around to me and he just said look um you know you know people are into whatever football hurling golf whatever he was with me it's rallying whenever you want to ring up pick me up the phone and ring me and talk about rallying whenever you want to plan something if you want to go down there and pick up a set of pace notes and drive some stage that you know that we ran whatever 100 years ago in Cork 20 you get some notion i'll be there and i just went jesus you're my man so like it's it's just been we've just got a chance now to build on every single event review every event and go from there and like i look that's got a massive factor in, in why we're continuing on on, on this like I suppose, where, where we're going like you know that that passion that drive that determination the focus the preparation everything i know they're cliches but they're if you have that with a like-minded person, like if your values match their values, you're going to have a good partnership, whether it's rallying, whether it's work. That's just the way things go. 100%, yeah. You know, because it gives you energy as well, like. Oh, massive, massive. Like, and he's a great guy, like, JJ. Like, and even, even everything he brings to it and, and, and his friends that he's brings to, like, John O'Sullivan there, like, and obviously John's a super driver as well. Like, John now, because obviously he's down that neck of woods, he's friends with JJ. 
John is doing gravel on the last few events. Um, so Ed Sinan and Tom Collins would have done gravel for us. Ed was out at the weekend and doing, doing the event himself. John did it for West Cork because Tom couldn't do it. And then, so he did it for the last two events and his attention to detail is second to none. Um, he was actually, actually he, he was in the car with Matt Edwards as well up the mountain and he just has great feedback, you know, and it's all, it's, it's everything that these lads bring to it. Again, they'll all, they'll all, and I'm uh, just bring it on. If you've got some something constructive to say, bring it on. There's no prima donnas here, like, and you know when they're, everyone will have, and everyone knows, like, they're not going to give you all this advice and and and, and pull and drag you all over the place. But everyone will have their little bit to say, um, you know, without saying too much. And that's everyone needs that, like, you know. And it's all, it's it's as well as advice, like, it's just support, like, you know. Mm-hmm. We're coming near the, the tail end of the interview and it's been absolutely brilliant I have to say I really really enjoyed the key and just in terms of the relationship with, with Ken I want to ask two things actually we'll, we'll finish up on, on, on the latter we'll say in terms of how he got on with at the weekend and, and his grow and his enjoyment but the thing that struck me was you speak about having the group people around you and you speak about you know things aren't going so well and I often find sometimes the most difficult people to actually listen to are your immediate family who more often than not, will know best. So what's the situation like there whenever something like that happens? Is there like a, is there a clash? Is there like, what I'm trying to say is, just say, for example, I don't know, we'll take, we'll take Nestor, right, for the crack, because I know there's a connection there or whatever. Yeah. If Nestor said to you, right, look, Key, you need to do X, Y, or Z. And Ken literally said, right, Key, you need to do the same X, Y, or Z. Sometimes I find you might listen to the Nestor in the situation rather than, your immediate relative has that been the case for you um it's funny like okay i suppose every like with rugby again going back to it because i suppose that's a huge part of my life when growing up and and obviously ken would have been massive into rugby as well dad so when i've always got advice and it's not like it's it's and there's never like we work together every single day but it's mm. it, the beauty of the whole thing is we look after separate sides of the business I, we're in the same office with each other. I was not the same office, like we different offices, but we we're in out of each other's office every single day, and like there's no drama here. Like there's the crossword set, just you know, and it's That's we it. know we know what ticks each other off. Like so, it, we just don't go to that point. Like we 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 look after what we look after in the business, and and, and it just works so well. But like all the, my whole life, every rug match and I, I really value his opinion on everything he does and like it's even when 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 I was overworking and I'd go in and I'd joke and I'd be like is this a rugby office or is it a work office like because everyone in the rugby team would come into that office for a little bit of a you know like agony ant and just no matter what it, like so I'd say anyone they went in the rugby club they'd say just go over to Ken Lyons he'll give you advice and and genuinely like everyone will say it like I've got you know cousins I've got friends they would just bounce things off him and like they, i'd see them coming in thinking they're looking for me like and they just go past my desk <laughs> they'd be overweight outside the office and it's just he, he you know he's sound solid advice he's not trying to give you a steer there's no there's no motive there it's literally just you know and we always say it like being a dad he he's he's given other people advice he'd give himself but he, he wouldn't give me that advice if, if you understand what I'm saying because he'd like me to discover it on my own and that's yeah. the way that it's always been. But let's say for rugby and stuff like that, after a match, it's just constructive criticism. What you did well, what you should do better, why you shouldn't do that. And there's none of me going off like in a strap when I was a kid or anything. It was like, 
and it's not that it was because oh it's my dad i better listen to him it's just that it all made sense and it was always like just constructive so when it comes to to, to rallying or it comes to anything it's like I, I like it's gone full circle like I'm sitting down with him and I, I will give him advice and he'll give me advice and it's just it's just I suppose it's another opinion and, and, and it just I'm not trying to be all you know but it works like it just works that's and great. You know, yeah it, 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 it does indeed like you know so yeah I think that's mighty and you know to I suppose to put it lightly there is a lot of parents out there who are trying to live their own dream that they didn't get to live through their kids yeah you know you it, see that it, my, my background true. is is a little bit different to yours i'd be ga head and i have some great friends that are rugby heads and i'd be tend to piss out a little bit every now and yeah. then right I'll, I'll i'll all be hand up um but i do see that quite a lot and i'd see it at underage games and stuff and i'm sure it's in rallying as well i'm absolutely mm. certain it's in rallying uh whereby why aren't you such and such whatever and then there's the pressure of well you know why aren't you doing what just all those things yeah. all those things and to me it's nonsense but no, to hear you say that it's it's great it's definitely, yeah. it's definitely there and like I, as I said like you know um, I refer to the three boys because I'm only thinking of uh, you know the rugby are you know and, and it's actually the, the, the eldest Corey he turned um, seven the other day and then I have Robbie who's five and Brody who's turning four and like dad rallies so and their granddad rallies and no, they, they love it so they like they've go-karts and like i'll be fully honest this is not my doing like it's my wife alex and she's like get them go-karts see if they're any good and i'm like you know this is might be biting off what we could chew here like you know their dad is still yeah. rallying like we've only so many weekends in the year and she's like no no get them go-karts so we've got them go-karts and we've taken them down to the track and things and like and so it's it's actually brilliant to see but i've no advice for them it's just find your own feet and whatever they're doing like we have them playing all sports and again i'll put this down to alex like she's bringing it to because i'm usually off doing a regular rally she's bringing it to soccer on a saturday rugby on a sunday and she's ali our little baby who, who's six months and she's there her in the in, in in the buggy like but she's bringing it to all these sports and corey's doing golf whatever but again i've i've made it my point that there's no advice within reason you know what i'm saying but, but there's no yeah. advice of no pushiness and and it's not that I was pushed into things and I'm trying to learn from it. Nothing to do with that. It's like, I just want them to find their own feet and find a sport they love, not because they're being pushed into it. And mm -hmm. I, I, I genuinely, I don't care if they never go playing rugby. Like, and, and it's not being funny. Like, I, I, if they found another sport, they were not trying to be all, oh, that's, you know, whatever. I genuinely want them to find something they want to do, whether, whatever it is. And, and, and if it works for them, but like, I would love to see them playing rugby, but like, Rugby has gone fairly tough. Like it's a different sport from when we were playing it, and a different sport from when my dad was playing it. Um, again, if they go down the the the, the, the go kart or the rally route, I will just support them in whatever they do, and I'll be I'll be the proudest dad there watching them. Like, but again, there's there's no one going to be forced into anything because you know, it, again, it's I just don't yeah I just I can see it happening in, in other sports, and I I, I I don't agree with it. Like yeah. Not to, not to finish on a negative. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And there is, I suppose, one other question that I, I would have as well. And we will come back to Ken about what he thought of the, the weekend. Was, I'm not, not forgetting that. Yeah. Uh, I suppose there, there's correlations a little bit with rallying in, in rugby because I hope this is not the case for either of the sports. But there is people out there who believe that they would have genuine fears for the sport rallying like rugby um, in a decade or two decades time. Uh, albeit maybe for different reasons. 
But would you have any great fears in in that regard? And particularly, uh, I suppose I'll, I'll I'll throw in one little thing as well. Yeah, you're you're selling. This is kind of a separate point. What I'll throw in as well, right? You're selling EVs now, and EVs are are massive. Mm. Um, does that does that do anything for for rallying, good, bad, or indifferent? I'll throw that all into the equation, and whatever comes out, key lines is out. I'm all for it. Yeah, and I don't even know what's going to come out of my mouth. But um, no, jokes, <laughs> jokes aside, I think it's the world we're in at the moment. Like, there is so much uncertainty in everything. Like, mm. It's just every everything we're doing. It's like, oh, renewable energy, energy in general. Like, no one actually knows what the next best thing is or what we're going to be doing in the future. Like, and whoever does is going to make a lot of money because. But it's just again, yeah, we've got so many customers that would just love to be still driving diesel. Like we're, we're in Limerick. Every, every journey is a journey. Like, you know, every trip is a journey. Like we're not in a major, major city where, you know, you're just within the city bounds and that mm -hmm. whatever 50 kilometer limit. But like every time you're on the ring road, like you're eating into the, in, into the, you know, the ice engine. So I just think, I just think we're kind of being forced a small bit, not to go down there like this being a, a work talk a little bit we're just we're, we're being forced a small bit into what you know i'm all for being green don't get me wrong um but i think it's just it's a bit of a penalty on certain people uh, you know that it's diesel they should be driving and all of a sudden they're being told to go hybrid or electric and it doesn't really it's just and the message out there at the moment is just electric 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 because every ad is electric because every manufacturer wants to look like they're the future we're the future so they're promoting electric so people are coming to us thinking they should be buying electric and they're doing forty thousand kilometers a year like and you're like oh no, no no you're good but then the penalties are there for them they should be driving diesel but obviously on the vrt and the road tax and whatnot so i just think i'm not going to fix it here tonight obviously but it's just it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a mixed message about what's going on there um yeah so i i, I don't know what the quick fix is but the other the other thing back to your other point um which was Road being rallying, yeah. The, rallying. the fears that maybe in a decade or two decades would will, will they be will they be still there as a sport? I think we all know every day when we're doing rallying and, and we've seen it in other countries and whatnot. Um, you know, we have to take every day and enjoy every day when it comes to rallying. But I think the way we're going about it, it will be there for a while longer, a good while longer, you know, because we are respecting that whole thing and because we are like I see it like and I can see it in everything we you do and you know and I'm very interested in, obviously I love competing and all that. I, I, I do have great connections with a lot of people who organize rallies or involved in rallies and club members and whatnot. And I do always chat to them. I just want to know it from both sides of the fence. I want to know what's going on behind the scenes when I'm in a rally car and who's looking out for us and what we can do when we're on the stages. So I just, I chat to these people the whole time. I, I'm very interested to know that, that, I suppose, what their take on the whole thing is and just that, those people are being educated to the right way, like because at the end of the day, it's you know, it's when it gets serious, it can get very serious very quickly. So there needs to be the right people in the right places to make the right decisions, you know. And it's just good. It's good. It's good to get the result. And these guys are so professional. Like what what a COC does for a rally. Like you know, that guy could go out and be the CEO of you know any multinational, and he wouldn't have half the grief and what you know and what he does to get a rally off that weekend like it's 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 superhuman like and i know it's oh, as you said these cliches but it, it's unbelievable what they have to do like i'd say they just go away and lie down for a month you know after a rally like because what they have to do 
And like I can see people in business, like d d these guys, you know, I, I hope they most of them have their own businesses because they'll be doing well. Like, you know, they, it's just, it's, it's great. But I think the way Ireland goes about stuff, you know, um, in everything we do, because we're a small country, because we're a small nation, I, I do feel, and it's, it's, you know, to our advantage, we do try and be the best pupil in the class because we are, you know, we are small, we are a small country. So it comes across in everything we do, like in safety for the motorsport, in all, in all things we do, we're leagues ahead of other countries, like leagues ahead, you know, and, and it's because, yeah, we, it's because we don't want, and I think even as people, like no one likes to be wrong, no one likes to do the, the wrong thing, no one wants to, uh, people to be someone behind their back saying, oh, you know, why didn't they do that? We, we all kind of want to be right in, in a nice way. And I think then as, you know, running rallies and things like that. No one is leaving a stone unturned. No one is doing anything. Um, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can do to possibly to run a safe event. And like, they have that, they take on that job as voluntary. They have that hanging over them all weekend to make sure this goes off without a hitch, like on every on every front. And and we do it like, you, you know, it, it's so professional. It's actually so professional. And because of that, like, I, I personally think rallying will be around for many more years in Ireland because of the way it's handled by the clubs and everything, you know. It, it, and it's, and again, that's always evolving. Everyone's always trying to educate themselves on safety, on the trackers, on how to handle situations. It, everyone wants to know. It's not that they're just going, okay, yeah, I'll be grand, it'll be all right in the night. Everyone's trying to educate themselves the whole time to make sure we're better. Um, if, if, if an incident happens, make sure we all learn from that incident. And like, you know, and it is, it's, and actually, you know, I had this conversation again with Matt, like, you know, um, he was talking about obviously his crash in Donegal. Like people can learn from that. And like, you know, it should be like, I'm sure there'll be certain people wouldn't be mind being their incident or accident being used as a case study, like, but, and, and that should happen. Just like we go to driver's briefings, okay. And they're so informative, they're brilliant. They're great for the guy that hasn't been there. You know, the guy who's listening to it every weekend, obviously it's, it is the same thing. But I think if they started using exact scenarios and discussing them, it would be more beneficial. I know that can't be done all the time, but it's these kind of things that will, will, will everyone learns from a real, a real life scenario as opposed to a hypothetical, like, you know. So I think those things should be used in the future. But again, the way we're doing things is, is, is again, top of the class level. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Really, really enjoyed the chat. Just uh, we get that warning on Ken. Obviously, he's buzzing, is he? Yeah, no, he is. Look, it's 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 a long time coming with this. We call it a new car, but it's been around a good while now. Like, but it's just there's always been something small, you know. And they've just worked their way into it, and they and, and he's he's got into a place there now at the weekend that he he's he's been very happy. Like, uh, it's such a. I've driven the car. I've driven the car in a rally. Like, it's it's such. They're such powerful cars. They're. Yeah extremely fun to drive they're very exciting you can drive them fast or drive them slow and you still feel like you're moving and you still feel like you're rallying it's they're they're brilliant and um, it's only the guys that are in them every single week that they get them to a point where they're just nailing everything whether it's you know corners junctions braking whatever the case may be it's just they're always they're rear wheel drive they're 360 odd brake horsepower through the back wheels you know, you're constantly fighting with the car. Where there's, I'm in the car, and it's funny, Ken. So when he's, <laughs> when he's talking about me, and he's talking about him, and he's telling someone, he's like, I watch Keats in car. You know, he's, he's driving along there. It's, it's like he's in an armchair. You know, and like, and 
he doesn't realize how condescending he's been, but like, uh, <laughs> I'm like, sit in the passenger seat, like we're not in an armchair, but uh, no, jokes aside, he's, yeah, he, he just still feels like, and I, I, he still honestly thinks he's 30 and it's, it's standing to him, like, because he wants to there, the want is there, like he, he looks at, like he, he, he looks at Incar, he looks at like what, watching YouTube clips, he's watching DVDs, if he gets the, the stages and whatnot, like, it's the, the effort he puts in, you know, uh, when he's doing a rally, like it's class, like, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. And it's just, he's been let down by the car. Well, there's some little thing here, some little thing there. He hasn't had a clean run. So the weekend was very good, going in the right direction. His his um, mecca is Killarney as well. He just absolutely like loves it. As he said, he'd pay the entry fee just to drive Malls Gap alone. So it's he will he'll go down there and again as I said the car is in a good place so he's gonna he's gonna give that a go. I'm always chipping away at him to try and get him into an R5 or a four wheel drive car. I'm trying to tell him it'll be it'll be better value that we can actually share tires and whatnot. But he's not listening to me at the moment. But I, I also want the the selfishness of uh, just having a second car there just just in case. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, no, he'll, he'll rally away in that car for another while. Like yeah. Yeah. Um. So is Clarny next few then as well, or is there? Yeah, both yeah. of us. Clarny, I'm going to take a bit of time off there now, and Clarny, um, Clarny for both of us. Yeah. So good stuff. I tell you, Key, genuinely, I'll say it on record here. This is one of the best hours on the podcast we've ever had. I think just been remarkable <laughs> insight. Uh, delighted to have you on here, and really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Yeah. No. I. I. I, said, I watch the show every week. I listen to it, and uh, only delighted when you give me a call just to come on. So. Yeah. Anytime, and you're doing a great job promoting our sport, Kevin. Thanks, William. Yes, a really, really interesting conversation with Keith Lyons. Really enjoyed it, I have to say. Um, great rally family, great business family, and lots of insights to be got from that. Wouldn't have looked out of place on the whole person, life beyond the stages with Tony Kelly, uh, for sure. Definitely one of those type um, interviews. So, yeah, look, that's, that's where we leave it on the Irish Rally Podcast for this episode. Best luck to everyone. This weekend, we're back with a live show next Tuesday night. Uh, time to be confirmed, but most likely will be 8 o'clock and we'll have plenty to digest and discuss from the weekend. We did get uh, a couple of emails in asking a few questions as well over the past week or two and we will get those across uh, on the show um, next week. So another thing just to mention before we finish up, um, Murray Motorsport have come on board with us. We're delighted to have them on board and they have offered us a 10% discount code to use on the website murraymotorsport.com and uh, that will give you 10% discount on a wide variety of products on the website. So check out murraymotorsport.com. Uh, Irish Rally Podcast being the promo code and over on Tech and Tools, uh, a 10% promo code Irish Rally Podcast is the promo code there as well. So thanks to Tech and Tools, to Murray Motorsport, to PFT Travel, SVS Productions, and of course, to Rally Connection. And we have a winner to announce in terms of a giveaway. That's coming very, very shortly, so stay tuned on our social media platforms. That's where we have to leave it. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Uh, that's very much appreciated indeed. And our figures have been outrageous the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've plenty more good stuff to uh, look forward to and good stuff coming up which we can't wait to share with you so until next time take care
The Irish Rally Podcast is brought to you in association with Tech and Tools, SVS Productions, PFT Travel, Rally Connection and Murray Motorsport.